gentlemen, it's your favorite space captain and legendary celebrity space hero, Jonathan Hardwell Leisurespark. And I am honored to welcome you to the season finale of Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. With your host, the glorious, wonderful, venerable, other words with L's in it, Volt Supreme himself. Fellas and chillers, welcome to the season one finale of Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine Podcast. Okay. Alright. Okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Alright. Okay. That's enough. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, couple up, couple up, couple up. <laughs> well, folks, I'm very happy that you've all enjoyed this uh, first season. It's been great fun for me, sharing my favorite music, discovering new music, getting requests from you listeners, and it's been great fun collaborating with many of you to create some fun little skits. So yeah, this is this is going to be a very special episode um, because this list of songs is going to be almost entirely chosen by the most faithful listeners and contributors from my Discord channel. And you can join that Discord channel by hitting the link in the description and hang out with all us cool hip dudes and dudettes. But yeah, alright, so we're going to hear some great tunes from listeners and we'll do a little bit of reminiscing and recapping of the season that has passed us by. So, all right. Well, first off, we have a request by the legendary Bedroth from Very Good Music, a VGM podcast, which he hosts with his son, Shukapau. It's a fantastic podcast, and it started pretty similar time, uh, maybe, yeah, a bit before this podcast, and it recently has just kicked off with their second season. But anyway, let's hear what Bedroth has to say about his song choice, and we can talk more after that. All right. Howdy, Volts. That's how we say good day here in Texas. <laughs> uh, Bedroth here, and thank you for the invitation to send in some of our favorite Synthy VGM tunes for your season finale. This was a little bit difficult for me. You know that uh, this isn't my um, most explored genre of VGM, but uh, I, that's one of the reasons I have been enjoying your show so much. It definitely has broadened my horizons a bit. So I sent in a few different options uh, for things that uh, I thought might qualify as synthetic enough for the Dreamstream Machine podcast, but I wasn't quite sure, so I needed to run them by the master. And uh, you chose the one that I was leaning toward anyway, which is the track that plays on the Electrodrome course in Mario Kart 8. I just like it. I like how it uh, it's very different from the rest of the soundtrack, but it's still got that sort of bouncy Mario Kart feel to it. A few fun pieces of information here. This particular track takes place in a neon-lit nightclub filled with Koopa Troopas, Shy Guys, and raving piranha plants. 
uh, instead of Volts, the DJ in this course is apparently Larry Koopa, whose silhouette you can see on one of the gigantic screens that is uh, constantly playing MKTV in the background. This track also is one of the ones that has the most channels uh, because of the fact that it's got dynamic music in it. Uh, in certain parts of the track, as you pass by the crowds of dancing enemies, you can uh, hear the claps that play along with the beat. And some parts of the track also uh, feature different types of electronic instruments that you can play by driving over them. So, yeah, that's the Electrodrome. This was composed by Shiho Fuji. The game came out in 2014 for the Wii U. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released in 2017 for the Switch. Uh, the track is the same in both cases, and I'm sure that you'll have quite a bit to say about the track itself. Congratulations on making it to the end of Season 1, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds. some filthy filthy synths tons of distortion and also many classic synth sounds which i i very much love i love synth because of the limitless expression and possibilities but really when it comes down to it i just love good old-fashioned synth sounds and yeah, that definitely had a real cartoony, futuristic sci-fi vibe to it. I definitely expect that from a, a Mario Kart track. I love the the low-pass filter moment and the claps, as Bedroth mentioned. They're obviously trying to convey uh, convey that 
element of dynamic music in this in this version. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Bedroth. Thank you for tuning in this season, and thank you for providing us with your own great podcast as well. All right. Well, this is a very interesting coincidence coming up next. I'm pretty sure I have not played a single Mario Kart song this entire season. But here we are at the season finale, and we have not one Mario Kart, Mario Kart request, but two. Yes. And this next request is by another well-known VGM podcasting legend. It's Alex the Messenger Messenger from the podcast A VGM Journey, which is another fantastic podcast that I'll talk a little bit more about after this next track. But all right. Thank you, Alex. Please introduce the track for us. Hey, Volts. The Messenger here. I wanted to bring a little something something to your show. And this track, I'm pretty sure you're going to dig. It is the Rainbow Road track from Mario Kart 7. Specifically the Moon version of it. And what's really cool about this is that there is the normal version that plays while you're playing to this course and there is a section where you're driving on the moon and when you're on the moon the music you know calms down a bit and it starts playing this synthy version of it and that specific version i want you to play on the show so i hope you dig it man
Alright, thank you, Alex Messenger. That was Rainbow Road Moon version from Mario Kart 7 by Kenta Nagata. Wow, what an awesome track. A really nice contrast to the track uh, Bedroth chose from Mario Kart 8. We go from this high energy to this song, which is really nice and subtle track with some really... Uh, I wouldn't call it predictable, but very palatable melodies and chords, but with some really, really tasty bits thrown in, which I think is really clever. I don't think it's necessarily a key change, but it's a pretty dramatic mode shift or something with some extra, uh, some new notes thrown in. Really clever stuff. A nice blend uh, that's perfect for background music for a game like Mario Kart. And obviously those synths and that production really conveys the the mooniness compared to the normal version which has some really solid drum beats and a lot less bells and more sustained hard notes. It's a lot less moony. But anyway, it's very cool that both Bedroth and Alex made note of the dynamic element in both of these tracks. It's something that I absolutely love about video game music. Uh, Yeah, it's something as a video game composer myself I'd love to explore and exploit more and more as I work on more projects in the future. So yeah, thanks again Alex Messenger. Uh, As I've said a few times already, there was this moment for me where I had all all this video game music tracks that I wanted to share with people and I was hoping to do that by being a guest on maybe some of my favorite podcasts or something I don't know I hadn't really thought about too much and then I was listening to Alex's podcast a VGM journey one time and it just clicked I really connected with his radio style of delivery if you can call it that Um, I didn't I realized I didn't have to be able to analyze a song uh, like the Super Mercado Brothers and I I didn't need to deliver a ton of interesting background information like Ed Wilson does on the VG Embassy, two of my favorite podcasts by the way. But Alex's podcast, which is also one of my favorites, just showed me that you you can simply just share your favorite VGM. I definitely didn't copy or replace Alex. His podcast obviously can't be replaced because it's its own fantastic podcast. Not only unique because of its bite-sized format, as he likes to describe it as, uh, but it's also unique because he is the host and he shares his unique knowledge and uh, love of video game music, which cannot be replaced. But it did inspire me. So, thank you, Alex. I very much enjoy your podcast, and I recommend it to everyone. Check it out. Alex's VGM Journey. Uh, I'll put links in the description. All right, well, up next is a request by the one and only R. Diddy Steele, who may or may not have been my manager before I started this podcast. Anyway, we'll talk more about him right after this. Uh, voicemail again. Uh, hey there, Volts. It's me, uh, Arnie Steele. Um, so I was listening to one of your recent... 
and podsies and um I know you got my message cause I heard it and so my bell still hasn't been rung your digits haven't appeared on my cellular device so um that's cool it's cool listen volts baby I would love for you to get back to me there's an opportunity that I just I want you to partake I know that when I was managing you uh, we always talked about you becoming a millionaire by the time you were 40 but uh, now I can make those dreams true just four simple words multi-level music marketing I'd love for you to be in this beautiful opportunity and project I just need you to hit me back alright and we can talk all the fine details about how you can become a millionaire by the time you're 40. We can sell dreams, Volsi. Dreams. Anyways, since I know you're going to be wrapping up another Ponzi, um, I'm going to have a little request poo for you. All right. It's going to be called Rhapsody of the Forsaken. Uh, it's by Mishiri Yamane, and it's from Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. And uh, it really brings me back to... Uh, about how I was forsaken. Anyway, we'll see uh, if you can just uh, hit me back and be tight. Ciao.
What a fantastic song. Certainly one that I would not pick for this podcast, which is absolutely what you want for this kind of episode. Man, that really has a solid 70s or 80s montage kind of vibe to it. Very heroic stuff. And I really love at least what I would call the chorus. Fantastic track. Thank you, R. Diddy Steele. (laughs) And... Just a word or two about Ryan Steele. Yeah, anyway, he's been a real encouragement for me, uh, both as a listener and a contributor to the episodes. And a fun little fact. So I was talking to Ryan about uh, the previous Underwater episode before we put it together, and um, I wanted him to contribute, so I suggested that he send me a handful of answers or responses where I could make my own questions and have a lot of fun with it. Well, it wasn't long after our discussion until he literally sent me through enough one-liners to satisfy the requirements of an Age of Empires voice pack or something like that. I don't know. He actually sent me 51 individual files and Look, it was so much fun to be able to just write all this random stuff and use his random lines however I wanted to. Here's a couple of uh, lines that I didn't get to use in the in the last episode. I'm getting a lot of noise on the radar, Jammers. <sighs> like a dog with two Peters. We're going dark. Increasing night vision parameters. <laughs> Some of them are really funny, but also some of them are just really straight. And I, I was thinking, you know, and I told him this: you should, you should sell this stuff. This is this is the kind of stuff that people will pay money for. This is quality voice acting. So Ryan, now that you're a, uh, a famous voice actor on the Vault Supreme podcast, I think it's time that you started producing royalty-free voice acting packs that people around the world can use in their real-time strategy games, whether it be Lord of the Rings 7 or Age of Empires 12. You've got it, mate, and everyone wants it, even if they don't know it. So, all right. Here's a little flashback to the last episode where I used about five different files that he sent me just to go absolutely stupid. Um, Although, according to Diana, they were discussing some very important information. Burst a hole in the slatosphere. Buckman, what's your six? Ten for rubber ducky. Okay, and you're doubling my nine? Uh, Niner minor, six niner. Great. Oh, and five on twelve. It's a little fuzzy here. Zulu, five, Oscar. Great. Prepare the flutter bucks. Rico, suave, Richard Cranium. Okay, fantastic work, Buckman. You're a real hero. No problem. Leaving a family behind must have been very hard. Sure. I bet your family will miss you, though. Uh, maybe? Oh, just six at four for me, please. Alpha, Charlie, Fetichy, right, 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 right. That's enough, that's enough. Hey, Buckman, just steady the hole and direct us towards the sea, okay? Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, that's, that's enough, Diana. <laughs> All 
Alright, so thank you Ryan for tuning in and contributing. Ryan Steele is actually a fantastic video game composer himself, so hopefully next season we'll have him on the show to listen to and discuss some of his own excellent music. I'll put his Twitter link Twitter link in the description so you can keep up to date with his projects. I'm pretty sure Catlandia, his game that he did a score for, is about to release some new DLC and a downloadable soundtrack. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that one. So now we move on to another man of many voices. This is Utopia Nemo, occasionally known as Nathan Daniels. And let's see what he has requested. Greetings from the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Volts, I have a request for you. I would like to hear the song Aria Math from the Minecraft soundtrack composed by C418.
That was a really nice track. I really love that hanging drum sound. Uh, I've been working on a new project, which I'll mention a bit later, but I've, I've been searching for steel drum VSTs or instruments to use. And the hanging drum is a pretty nice alternative and I've, I have been using it a little bit. So yeah, that was just a, just a really beautiful track. A nice combination of the organic hanging drum and plucked instruments mixed with some synths. Um, I, look, I honestly didn't know that there was music in Minecraft. I can't remember when I last played it. I, I didn't play it much, but um, back when I was playing it, it was being updated all the time. And I don't know, you know, I did a bit of digging, a bit of building and there was no music. At least as far as I know. I think I only played the mobile version, so maybe that says something. Anyway, I don't know much about Minecraft, so I'll leave that for someone else to talk about. So thanks, Utopia Nemo, for that very nice request. And yeah, Nathan has been another one that's really uh, encouraging people, enjoying the episodes, and contributing to some of them as well. He first appeared on the show for the hip-hop episode with a few suggestions and we also ended the episode with his VGM karaoke rap which was actually quite good so go back and check that out if you haven't already yeah he's contributed quite a bit but here's a great question he sent in for the taxidermy episode alright give this a listen Okay, well it's from Brenda so, all right, Dr. Swilcho, let's hear what she has to say. Okay. Hello, Dr. Swilcho. My name's Brenda, and I'm a huge fan of your work. Would you taxidermy my leg? I lost it in a somewhat embarrassing cooking accident. It was my favorite leg, and I just can't bear to part with it. I've kept it in my freezer in the years since I lost my sweet leg hoping I'd get a chance to talk to you. Could you help a woman out? Ta-ta! Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, um, that cooking accident, actually. Yeah, me too, right? Well, thanks, Brenda, for the lovely question. You sound like a real beautiful spirit. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Alright. Uh, there you go. That was one of my favourite episodes to do. Uh, and yeah, that was one of the shorter things uh, Utopia Nemo has contributed but he's also contributed to a lot more including the skits in the Streets of Rage 4 episode and now one of those skits he wrote was the Street Meals advertisement and that was voiced by none other than the man of voice himself Bob Feezer so that's a nice little segue into Bob's song that he's chosen for this episode uh, we'll talk a bit more after this. I'm Bob Feaser, the voice of me, Jonathan Hardware Laser Spark. And this next song is by Australian composer for Bethesda Softworks, Mick Gordon. It's from an incredibly absurd and exciting game about America's favorite pastime killing Nazis. Wolfenstein II, The New Colossus. And it's called Blasco, Kill the Nazis. Let's hear it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
We've had some pretty heavy and hard-hitting songs on the podcast, but I think that would probably top the list. Super heavy combo of electronic and metal riffs. Uh, almost like a, a bit like a futuristic industrial metal, maybe. So, thank you, Bob. Um, I know there's a number of listeners who would be quite happy to listen to that one. And, yeah, thank you, Bob, for all your amazing contributions throughout this season. Uh, Bob was actually someone I'd spoken to about contributing before even releasing a single episode, and he was on board right from the beginning. What I love about Bob is not only his ability to brilliantly voice a character, but also his hilarious and clever writing. All right, so this is one of the ads he made for me. Um, This is the second one. The first one was the Final Fantasy one, which I was almost going to play, but I just uh, couldn't help but do this one again. Um, This led to the character Jonathan Hardwell laser spark. So, yeah, this is where it all started. A funny thing is that um, Bob actually sent me a preview of this ad um, and then I and he sent me a whole lot of other stuff to use as well and I used I thought the preview was the whole thing so I used that in the show (laughs) he heard it I I just showed him a demo and he's like are you gonna play the rest of it so I'd already finished the whole um, the whole episode And so I ended up putting it on the end because I couldn't just leave it out because the whole thing was absolutely excellent, but it all, it worked out quite well. So this is the ending of episode six, Super Space Ace Radio Radio Broadcast, the very first one. Three thousand Earth years later. Contestants from hundreds of planets against against each each other. Fantabulous murders, spectacular deaths, endless action. It's the hottest show this side of the universe, and season five is starting next month. Oh boy, how do I sign up? 
Glad you asked, innocent bystander. Thanks to our patented laser spark involuntary contestant selection engine, our fighters are instantly drafted and teleported to one of our luxurious contestant holding cells, complete with all the amenities. You're already signed up to represent your home planet in a gladiatorial battle royale. No entry fee, no paperwork. So get ready for the ultimate televised battle contest. This year is sure to be an absolute bloodbath. The Infinite Laser Death Coliseum, hosted by me, Jonathan Hardwell Laser Spark. Coming next month only on Galaxy TV. Fantastic, hilarious stuff. It's been an absolute pleasure working with Bob. And I think the Jonathan Hardwell Laser Spark episode was probably the most ambitious collaboration I've done on this podcast. Having someone contribute to almost an entire episode. So, yeah, thanks, Bob. And make sure if anyone out there is looking for a very professional and uh, good voice actor to work with, Bob Fieser. He's your man. Alright, up next we have a request from the one and only Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Adventures in Asian Cinema. He is one of the hosts, but Carlos has featured in some way on almost every VGM podcast I listen to, and I always love listening to him, whether it's details about music, composers, or technical gameplay stuff. He's, yeah, he's always very interesting to listen to. So, so let's hear what he has to say about his song choice. All right. Hello, Volts. This is Carlos. Thank you for taking my request once again on Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine Podcast. My pick for this episode is going to definitely be something that's like comfort food for me. This is... Digital Ignition, the space shuttle stage from Street Fighter EX2. I actually chose the arranged album. Um, this track was originally composed by Takeyuki Aihara. Uh, him along with uh, Ayako Sasso and Shinji Hosoe killed it in the Street Fighter EX series. Some really strong J-Fusion. And uh, this is uh, another good example of that with some strong synth, too. Had to bring the synth. And actually, Yasuhisa Watanabe, Yak, the Taito composer, Zuntada extraordinaire, he arranged the tracks for this album. So, um, yeah, you guys are in for a wild ride. This is way more energy than you'd expect from uh, what ultimately is basically just a flat 3D surface with a texture mapped across a flat background. Um, but uh, yeah, when you hear this track, it really uh, lends to the energy that you feel when you're playing the game. I feel like Street Fighter EX2 still holds up in a lot of ways. And actually, uh, you'll see some pretty uh, intense tournament action out of Japan still from certain arcades. There's still some uh, dedicated players that'll play this game you know, over 20 years later. So I hope you enjoy uh, Digital Ignition, the uh, space shuttle stage from Street Fighter EX 2 Plus.
Wow. <laughs> that was an excellent tune. It It's really quite busy, energetic, and or very uplifting. It's got lots going on, lots of layers and stuff, but nothing is clashing with or taking away from that main melody or the different melodies that go on. It's all really well locked together. It's great stuff. I feel like I'd probably need to give it a few more listens to really appreciate it and be able to comment on it properly but yeah i deliberately haven't listened to any of these requests much except for maybe a quick skim when they were first sent to me and i look i just wanted to do this episode pretty fresh you know just enjoy the songs almost for the first time and i actually um, if i had have listened to these songs i'd be sick of them by now because well, actually, not all of them. They're actually pretty good. I could probably listen to these quite a bit. But I asked for these requests well in advance. I think some people had sent me uh, their songs in June or something, which was about three or four months ago. <laughs> anyway, thank you once again, Carl. And thanks for being a great encouragement to me. For someone like you who's so actively involved in the... Uh, VGM podcast community. It's it, it's been great to get your stamp of approval and hear that you've enjoyed the Dream Stream Machine podcast. And remember, folks, if you're interested in Asian cinema, be sure to check out Carl's Heroes Three podcast. It's a great way to learn about that area of film, which for many people, you know, it's just it's not an easy world of film to just jump into and figure everything out so yeah all right so i'm taking a break between seasons uh this is for many many reasons one reason is that i've just got some ideas for new episodes that i want to be able to uh work on without the pressure of having to deliver within a certain time uh, I've got some composers that I want to get on the show. I want to do a bit more of that rather than just me uh, playing songs. I want I want to have composers come on and talk with them about their writing process and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that kind of thing is pretty tricky to do um, when I'm in Australia and everyone else around the whole world is in completely different time zones. So that that's tricky and I... I need time to do that kind of thing. I've also got some pretty wild ideas for some more story and drama-based episodes, which will take more time. And uh, there's been quite a few big episodes. I'd call them big episodes or main soundtracks that I really wanted to do, really wanted to cover right from the start or before I even started the podcast. And I just never got around to doing them. I think I got a little bit intimidated trying to figure out how to do it properly but yeah i'll sort that out during the downtime um another huge reason i'm taking a break is because i've got my third daughter due to be born in just a matter of weeks so i definitely don't want to be thinking about podcasting and unnecessary things under doing those things under pressure while i've got a newborn around so that'll be exciting and also uh, very energy draining, as many of you know. Um, I've also got a number of other projects that I've been working on that I need to give more attention to. Uh, I've only got so much spare time to devote to creating and 
it's time for the podcast to take a back seat for a while. Um, it, it'll definitely be back probably next year. Uh, and one of the projects I've been working on is I've been doing a score for the indie game Adam's Ascending. And I'll put a link or something in the description so you can uh, look that up a bit more. But um, yeah, doing a score for solo indie developer Nick DiPaolo. And I've been doing that on and off now for around two years. And he's been working on it. Uh, I don't think on and off, just pretty much on for much longer. He's He's got a full-time job. He's got a family. He just had... Um, he's already got one daughter and he had two twin daughters born uh, towards the beginning of this year and he's still pushing hard getting this game done Uh, he's been a pretty big inspiration for me just to witness his work ethic and his ability to just keep pushing through and he's definitely had some I don't know about setbacks but yeah some some big hurdles that he's have to push through both uh, technically and emotionally. Uh, I guess a technical problem can become an emotional problem, emotional problem pretty quickly. But yeah, so the last few weeks I've been trying to get some trailer music done for him while also I'm producing these pretty massive podcast episodes. And yeah, it's just been pretty tough to juggle all that. Uh, So I've got some other projects as well that I'll be getting stuck into. I'm really excited about. Uh, But I thought I'd play something from Adam's Ascending. So I've changed my mind about a thousand times thinking which Adam's Ascending song I will play. It's pretty hard to just pick one. But um, this, this is the first... This is the first song I did. So the first thing I did for Nick was uh, trailer music. It was a live action trailer for um, Kind of Funny Games Showcase, I think it was called. I think it was Sony. They didn't do their usual conference or whatever it is that they do. So Kind of Funny Games decided they'd do an online showcase of indie games. And... Uh, Nick wanted to do a live action um, trailer, which all the guys at Kind of Funny Games thought was a horrendous idea. But um, but yeah, Nick pulled it off with uh, minimal budget, <laughs> and they all they all loved it. And that was the very first thing I. I contributed music to and after that started working on music for the game and the first scene I started working on was a you would call it a camping scene so in the game young Adam is in this camping scene things are not exactly as they seem it's basically a virtual reality environment that he's in um but it was interesting i wrote some stuff for the game and i'd also written sorry some stuff for the level and i'd also written some music that would play from an old uh 70s or 80s car that was in the level so when you walk up to the car you'd hear this music playing and i wrote that music so quickly and 
it it just turned out pretty well. And but Nick basically said, scrap the main music you've done for the level and base base it on the music you've done for the car. So I I did that and that literally the melody from that car basically has become the main melody of the whole game. So all right, what what I think I'm going to do, I'm going to play the music from the car and then I'm going to play the music from the camping level. So just a bit of fun. Neither of these tracks are complete, but you know, they're they're pretty close to what they're going to sound like in the end. So I don't know. Hopefully you enjoy this. This is the very first stuff I did for Adam's Ascending. supposed to be the old school music playing out of the old car pretty rough sounding but you know it's supposed to be old school lo-fi and this is the 
music from the actual level, uh, which was adjusted to match the melody from that uh, car music. All right, enjoy. Man, that was such a long time ago starting that project and I've grown so much since then. It's been great. It's been a great experience as well as all the other projects I've done in that time as well. I've got a lot more to share regarding that topic, but that will have to wait for another time. If the timing is right, I might even do a bonus episode or two with Nick if the game launches during the off-season. But, all right, enough about me. Up next, we have a request from my good friend, Andy, and he's actually one of the pastors of my church that I attend. I was really hoping that he would deliver a a hard-hitting mini-sermon, but this is what he's got to say. Hey, Vaults. Uh, Andy here, just wanting to request a song from Perfect Dark from Nintendo 64. 
Uh, I spent a lot of time in high school playing this game and I still think it's one of the best first-person shooters around uh, in part because of the great synthy soundtrack. So just hearing it takes me back. So I'd love to hear something from that. Thanks so much. All right, so no mini-sermon, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe next time. But um, he sent me two tracks to choose from. And I went with Data Dine Central Defection by Graham Norgate. And look, this has been one of these soundtracks that I've always respected from a distance. I've never... I think I've just basically always forgotten to dig into it. So, so yeah, it's good to get one of these tracks on the podcast before the season's out. So, again, Dadadine Central Defection from Perfect Dark by Graham Norgate. Enjoy.
thanks, Andy. That uh, was an excellent track. I've got a lot of respect for composers who can pull off that uh, a sound that big from the N64. From what I've heard, the composers were faced with extremely tight limitations when it came to memory or space available for music samples, at least for the uh, consoles that were around at that period in time. I'm not sure about the details of this soundtrack. Maybe that could be a topic for a whole different episode in the future. We'll see. But okay. Well, here, this is a great request. I was really excited about this. This is actually not from a Discord member, but actually one of the Discord members, Bedroth, who we already mentioned and has already suggested a song at the start of the episode, he actually suggested to his cousin that um, he should, you know, send something in and request a song for this final episode. And what's really encouraging for me is that in between now and when Jimmy originally sent this request in, he's actually been keeping up to date with the podcast and was even able to send in a fantastic question for the Mummy Demastered Taxidermy episode. So I I love this kind of stuff. It's great when, uh, you know, family members share amongst themselves. So anyway, here's Bedroth's cousin, Jimmy's request. Let's give it a listen. Hey there, Volts. This here's James Henry Carmichael, but my friends call me Jimmy Hank. My cousin Bedroth said you was looking for some sweet tunes for your radio show, and I gotta say, I was honored to be asked. I'm from the bustling metropolis of Sweetwater, Texas, but don't let that fool you. My buddies here call me the Robo Redneck on account of I can't get enough of them sweet synthetic musical numbers. Of course, all them good old boys and girls know about robots is the Roomba they bought their granny for her birthday, but that ain't neither here nor there. Uh, I'm all about the music. Techno, house, electronica, whatever you want to call it. I was tickled pink when Bedroth told me about the synthetic Dreamstream machine, and I've been a loyal listener ever since. I ain't never wrote in on account of I like to stay off the grid, but uh, hope you like what I'm bringing to your hootin' nanny today. I've got a little ditty here from a game on the Sega Dreamcast called Toy Commander. If you ain't heard of it, it's full of sweet synthetic goodness wrote by Felipe Vichy. Uh, he's a Frenchman, but don't hold that against him. He knows his stuff. This game's an important one, too. You know, some of my buddies still get all up in arms about the government or about Southern pride. But I don't cotton to all that jazz. I'm a live and let live kind of hillbilly. My mama raised me to treat my fellow human beings the way I'd like them to treat me, like a smart fellow once said. What I do get up in arms about is the toys. You know them movies like Toy Story and Small Soldiers? Well, that ain't fiction, Volts. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Them's docu-dramas. The toys are out to get us. I don't shop at GameStop no more, but it ain't got nothing to do with nothing, except the last time I went in there, they started selling them big old bobblehead things, and them big black cartoon eyes was staring into my soul. I could just hear them little feet tiptoeing across my bedroom floor. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, this game, Toy Commander, it's all about this kid Andy taking back control and taking the fight to the figurines. At least, uh, I, I think that's what I remember. I, I ain't played it for a minute or two. Uh, anywho... Uh, suppose I, I didn't leave much time to talk about the song, but uh, there really ain't a whole lot to say that it don't say just fine for its own self. 
The song's called Lost Strings, and I guess when Felipe lost his strings, he picked up synthetic instruments and just went a-rollin'. I'll just say that when the beat drops, it's as pretty as a Sweetwater sunset. Gets me all Twitter-pated just thinking about it. Well, I gotta get going. Mama just told me it's time for the Rattlesnake Roundup. Take care of yourself, folks. stuff i especially really loved that ambient intro 
Um, it was a, the whole song was a real nice um, mix of ambient, hip-hop, electronic and orchestral music. It's, it's quite a cool combo. So thank you very much for that, Jimmy. I really loved your request. And hopefully we can have you contribute more in the future for more seasons of Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast. Yeah, that was great. Thanks again. Man, I didn't, really didn't expect this to be such a jumbo episode. It's, it's pretty long already, but um, we need to keep going. We need to keep things rolling. And that means up next we have a request from the amazing Forrest, who he is the creator of Tower Talk and Castle Corp YouTube series. And this is a double whammy request because it features his brother. So let's give it a listen. Hey, bro, uh, remember that game we used to play? Oh, yeah, Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the one where I'd wait for you to land your monkey on a target, and then I'd crash land my monkey on top of your monkey, knocking you into the water. Oh, oh, yeah, Monkey Target. Yeah. Ah, that game had some great music. I can't remember how it goes. Uh, Go turn on the radio. It's not on the radio, Forrest. You never know. There are barely any stations left. Just press the on button. Here it goes. Hey, hey, that's it. What in the heck? Another great song, and what what a great intro as well. 
Um, yeah, so that was Monkey Target 2 from Super Monkey Ball 2. And I think the composers are Hidenori Shoji, Ryuji Iyuchi, and Haruyoshi Tomita. So that, that was a really dreamy track. That synth pad in the background and all the delay on the melodies just makes you feel like you're floating in a cloud. Very nice. Love that kind of stuff. So yeah, thanks Forrest. Uh, Forrest is another one of these amazing voice actors who is also incredibly talented when it comes to writing and producing producing material. He, he voiced and wrote the Sonny's underwater shop scene in the previous underwater episode. And that was just so much fun to work on. Even when I was just listening to his uh, raw recorded lines that he sent through to me, I was I was literally cracking up. It was so hilarious and just really funny, but really well executed as well. Uh, so if you like his work be on this podcast, be sure to check out his Tower Talk YouTube series. It's really clever stuff and obviously it's a crack up it's all about uh, Nintendo characters who are a bit uh, in struggling times and they are being uh, interviewed on Mario's product review TV show or YouTube show it's very random and but very clever and lots of fun so make sure you check it out on youtube i'll leave i'll leave a link and yeah forrest has been a great supporter of this podcast as well right from the start he goes out of his way to leave great feedback on all the youtube videos even though i'm pretty sure he listens to the episodes on some other app um and there's also there's been many a time where it's just been me and forrest tuning into the youtube premiere videos that i used to do um, yeah, so big thank you to you, Forrest, for supporting the podcast and thank you for your excellent contributions. All right, so let's get to another song. Um, I'm not actually sure who this next request is from, but let's give it a listen anyway. Oh, oh hey, uh, why, uh, what? I'm on the show? I'm on the show right now. You're kidding me. I'm on the show. Hey, hey, Mary, I'm on the show. Yeah, I don't know, I'm on... No! Not the... Not the morning show! It... Vault... Vault Supreme... Vault Show! You don't... Ah, forget it! Tell you later! And, uh, well... <laughs> sorry, uh... Any chance you could play something out of, uh... Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie sort of deal? Oh, oh yeah, play the, the, the click-clock, clickety-tick-tock-wood thing. Yeah, play that one. I love that one. Okay, well, I can see why that person wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, okay, I guess we'll play Click Clock Wood, the famous song from Banjo-Kazooie. And this is the spring version. I'm pretty sure this isn't, hasn't got a single drop of synth in it whatsoever. And this is a classic but extremely annoying song. And is by Grant Kirkhope. Enjoy. Ah. Ah. 
It's a good fun song. It's definitely a classic. I don't think I could listen to it any longer though. <laughs> Uh, well, while we are breaking all the rules, playing songs without any synth, I think this would be a good chance to mention another project I'm working on. It's been about two years since I released my last royalty-free soundtrack. Uh, that's soundtracks that indie developers, indie game developers, can download and use in their games. Well, I'm very excited to be working on a new one, and it's a pirate soundtrack. Yar. I've been having a ton of fun writing all kinds of music from Michael Land's Monkey Island style stuff, some styles of my own that I've wanted to experiment with, and also trying my hand at some real classic kind of stuff and even some Hans Zimmer style tunes, which I know many people would associate with pirate music these days. So yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to have a bit more time to actually get in and do that properly i'll be making it available through all the usual game dev asset stores as well as in an album form on all music streaming apps and Bandcamp and that kind of thing and i'm also hoping that i have enough time to do another podcast leading up to its release which should be a lot of fun so lord willing and if i have enough time and energy i'll have a little short run podcast series called the crispy kraken and we'll play some music from my soundtrack and also check out music from pirate video games and films. So I've already got a ton of songs, but they, they all still need a lot of work and some of them are just kind of rough demos. But here's one that came together really quickly right at the start. Again, this is like the Adam's Ascending thing. This is the first track I came up with. It's called Outside the Pirate Tavern. And it's supposed to conjure up images of a rough and washed up band of swashbucklers with their instruments playing this tune outside of a uh, dingy old pirate's bar, pub, tavern, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, here it is. Enjoy.
go. So stay tuned for the Crispy Kraken uh, Pirate Podcast, which hopefully should be coming by the end of the year. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Instagram, all those things. Join the Discord and keep up to date. All right, well, we're down to our last request. The very last one of the whole season. Uh, this is by none other than the VG Embassy's Ed Wilson. All right, let's check it out. Hey, hey, mom. Yeah, it's Ed. Your your son. Yeah, the one from the VG Embassy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, did you did you get that song that I sent you? It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's called Kappa Road. It's from Goemon's Great Adventure. Yeah, it was on the N64. No, no, no. Uh, that's the one that, remember, I bought while I was working at Toys R Us. We got it for, for Brendan. Your, your other son? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Cool music, right? Yeah, the music in that game is absolutely incredible. I, I, I figured you'd like it, so I'd send it along. I don't know what this weird obsession with video game music you've got going on, but uh, it's something for us to talk about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is something that Volt Supreme would probably like. How do you know about him? Oh. Oh, so you listen to his show, but you don't listen to the VG Embassy. Yeah, I yeah, okay, he does incredible voices and it's like all entertaining and and fun and funny and stuff, but you know, I I give out actual like I do actual informative shows with like facts and stuff. There's room for that in the VGM podcast world, you know. Fine, fine. You don't want to hear about all that stuff, then you don't have to hear about all that stuff. But it would be nice if a guy's own mom listened to his video game music podcast every once in a while. All right, all right, I'll send it over to him. He's been looking for music. Anyway, I'm sure he'll like it. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah, 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 take care.
another amazing tune. Such good melodies in that one. I'm I'm running out of energy here, so my comments are getting briefer and briefer, but I really love the perfect blend of the traditional instruments with the synths, and it just sounds really, really good. And yeah, I, I know I say this quite a bit, but this tune really gives me some yellow magic orchestra vibes. And that shouldn't be taken lightly. That is probably one of the highest compliments I can bestow upon a piece of video game music. Wonderful tune, Ed. Perfectly written and very uplifting, just like that introduction you gave us. <laughs> so, yeah, Ed has contributed so much to this podcast. Lots of brilliant and hilarious writing for all his parts that he voiced. Uh, his many contributions to... The space episodes have been really fun and have inspired other parts of the episode that I've written. And I know for a fact that there were quite a few people who really (laughs) cracked up when listening to Ed's hilarious question for Dr. Swilcho in the taxidermy episode. When I got that from him, um, I was doing some work with my dad and um, I... I listened to it on the phone, his parts that he sent, well, the thing that he sent in, and um, I just had to show, <laughs> had to show my dad straight away. It was just, it was just so good. All right. Well, I highly recommend checking out Ed's uh, VG Embassy podcast. Like he mentioned, it's very informative, um, but it's extremely interesting and entertaining. He's covered quite a few games and consoles and topics that I simply had never heard of. And he's just very good at what he does. He's also just a great guy. <laughs> he's, he's been super supportive of the VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast right from the beginning. And honestly, without Ed and the VG Embassy, a lot of the friendly folk who contributed to this episode probably wouldn't even know about this podcast. So a big thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. And folks... That's it. Kind of sad, but I think I managed to achieve quite a lot for my first attempt at a podcast. It's been a lot of fun, hard work at times. Um, But obviously, I need to thank you all for listening and tuning in regularly. I realize it's actually like it's a pretty big deal to listen to an hour long podcast every week, not to mention that many of you are already listening to many other great podcasts. So, yeah, thank you all once again. Very much appreciate it. And most importantly, I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. So, yeah, I'd love to stay in touch. So if you uh, want, come and join the Discord channel by following the link in the description. Uh, It's great to, you know, you get to know people a bit better and um, these kind of podcasts and stuff are good. Yeah, just good ways of meeting meeting people, getting to know people and getting to work with different people in different ways. So, yep, join the Discord. Um, yep, and also stay tuned. I will be dropping a few bonus episodes here and there, so don't completely tune out. Remember to share this podcast around. I'll be a lot more enthusiastic about season two if I see that new people are still finding this podcast so look I guess it's goodbye then um 
you know what you need to do ladies and gentlemen fellas and sheilas I'll talk to you later and remember to stay synthetic.